You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have a fantastic episode planned for you today, starting with one of the greatest mega musicals ever, now playing at the Pantages, then switching gears to talk with a mega talent performing at the Gary Marshall Theater. It's Curtains Up on another episode of West of Broadway. Welcome. I'm radio host and theater enthusiast Lara Scott, along with celebrity publicist and theater veteran Will Armstrong. Hi, Lara. Hi. Okay, so before I forget, I want to give a massive spoiler alert before we launch into talking about Miss Saigon, which is on now at the Hollywood Pantages Theater. I feel like, you know, to have a really honest discussion about this show, there are some some shocking things that happen as far well, there's a lot of shocking things that happen mm-hmm. in this show. But there's a, a major plot twist that happens, I would say, halfway through the first act. Yeah. So, I mean, we're if you haven't seen the show and you want to be surprised, go see the show. I highly recommend it. And then come back and listen to this podcast. And then, you know, we're going to talk all things Miss Saigon. But joining us is a friend and colleague of mine, and now a friend of yours, Will, that yeah. we run into at every show we go to, my friend Maggie McKay, who you can hear in Los Angeles and on the Radio.com app, delivering the news on KNX 1070 and also Playing the soul of Southern California on 94.7 The Wave. Maggie McKay, welcome to West of Broadway. Thank you. Hi. fun. Okay, so I was just talking about how we see you at every show. I love that you're also a theater fan. Yes, and my son even more than me. That's so cool. You have your teenage son with you at most of the shows, and uh, we had a a nice little laugh at intermission at Miss Saigon because you were like, yeah, I'm not sure what he's thinking about the show because it is definitely a more adult show. I just gave a spoiler alert uh, at the top of the show, but also this is not a show, in my opinion, for young children. What would you Mm -mm. say, Maggie, like age 16 and up probably? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I had no idea. Oh, you didn't know. No, can you believe that? I honestly try really hard not to hear about what I'm going to go to, even though I know it's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I had never seen it, and I didn't know what it was about. And I thought it might be a little something about that, but I didn't know that opening scene would be like that. But, you know, people in bikinis, fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely opens the door for a lot of um, uh, possible conversations. About yeah. life and growing up and we men didn't and women. discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay too. It's a That's quiet okay car too. ride home. Well, I will say when we all met up in the lobby, 
I was loving mm-hmm. it. I have seen the show before 20 years ago in San Francisco, and now I'm grown up and I'm a mom, and it just it hit me so much more deeply than it did the first time, and it, it really affected me that first time. Will, you were not feeling it so much, and Maggie, you were liking it. So what did you think I after liked, seeing it? Yeah, I liked the second half better. My son liked the first half better for obvious reasons. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I saw people crying around me. Mm-hmm. It was very moving. Wow. And that lead who played Kim, she couldn't get any better than that. She, I thought, was amazing. Emily Bautista or Batista. Right. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how you pronounce her last name, but wasn't she incredible? She was perfect. And when she sang with the other character behind her and across the stage, and they were in perfect sync, I thought, how do they do that? I know they rehearse and rehearse, but that was uncanny. Let's ask Will. He's a Broadway veteran. I mean, it's just like when you're doing the show eight shows a week, you know. It's like <laughs> you do with your eyes closed, oh, come right? Come on, Will. You're jaded. <laughs> no, no, but I'm no. It's not that I'm jaded. It's just like they hire pros that can do that. I mean, that uh, yeah. have the chops, and it's just like it never ceases to amaze me the talent that they get. Yeah, the heart that she brought to the role, and I don't know if she has kids in real life or not, but even Maggie, the way that she would clutch the child was exactly what I yeah. would do if I were in a dangerous situation. Like that, or just the those little movements, and yes. the way she w- would go from kind of shy and scared to fierce, and talking about all the loss that she had experienced to being in love, mm-hmm. and the fun and the lightness, and then the heartbreak that comes with. I have goosebumps just thinking about it because you know, go see the show while she's with it. Something tells yeah. me she is going to be snapped up. We say this a lot when we <laughs> see standout performances <laughs> that Hollywood is going to take her away from the touring. I stage. totally bought her performance completely i was so mesmerized and speaking of going from heartache to this to that how about the actor red concepcion am i saying right the engineer the engineer so wonderful just i mean well what'd you think he he was fantastic i mean so charismatic so hilarious so and had an incredible voice and just i mean the show lives and dies by his narration and like we see the show through his eyes and how and the transition through time and i just thought he brought such an amazing voice to the role. And we have to have him because without him, it's too dark. Yeah. You have yeah. to find those. And, and, you know, they they were appropriately funny moments within this show that's very serious. And, and it gets very, probably darker than any other Broadway show that I've seen. Wow. Um, but Wasn't you're right. It? Yeah. He just, he would light up the stage when he came out. And he did that thing where you take a character that really is not a good person, that shouldn't be likable. And we all mm-hmm. just fell in love with him. <laughs> Well, because he went from charmer to hustler to devil to compassionate all in like 45 seconds back and forth. And at one point I was thinking, oh, my goodness, he must be so spent just from that one scene. Yeah. Oh, and let me let me ask you this, Will. I did see something, Maggie, where uh, in the playbill where it said at some performances, Kim is played by another actress. At some performances, the engineer is played by another actor. So does that mean oh. because this is a very demanding show, you know, physically, emotionally, vocally. Yes. So does that mean they're maybe only doing six shows a week? That's exactly what it means. Mm-hmm. That often Deborah Cox, when she was in The Bodyguard, yes. she wouldn't do the matinees just because the show takes so much out of you. So um, uh, oh. oftentimes, Christine in The Phantom of the Opera, she will have an understudy or have a, a standby who will do two shows a week. It, and it's just industry standard for that some of these sense. super demanding roles. Yeah, And I'll say, I mean, I've seen understudies go on 
and they're so mm-hmm. good. There was an understudy playing Glenda when I saw Wicked a couple of months ago, and she was so good with Jackie Burns, who was playing Alphaba. You would think that she did that role eight shows a week. She was fantastic. So something tells me, even if you don't get to see Red and Emily in these roles, whoever is right. stepping in is going to be phenomenal. Well, I mean, that's they exa- have to be. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And it's these people... Everybody loves ex- is what they're doing. Like you have to sacrifice so much to do musical theater professionally at this level, and to uh, you, so you're gonna put your heart and soul into every performance. And when you are covering a role, when they say you're going on, you're going to give it your all. And that's it's. Yeah. I, I actually get really excited when I get have that little slip of paper in the playbills that tell us that the role of so and so is going to be played by so and so tonight because we're going to see something really special and it's going to mean something really special to that person. And just what about those costumes? The fabric. Did you notice? <laughs> yes, because they had the costumes on display in the lobby. Are you talking about those, Maggie, or the ones that? Because no, you were really close. I, I did see those, but just on stage, I was like, wow, like her wedding outfit. And, um, well, okay, not the outfits with the girls in the <laughs> house of work, yes. shall we call it. Um, but just the dresses that she wore, that Kim wore. I don't know. I just thought, wow. And the music, the orchestra. The props. Um, the conductor, Will Curry. Yes. Didn't you think the music was insane? I looked down in the pit and I'm like, oh, oh my God, they're so good. I mean, they're always good. Right? Do you know the Miss Saigon Touring Orchestra has their own Instagram page? I'm so obsessed with the show that I found them. And by the way, Red wow. Concepcion commented on my post because I had tagged him. And he was like, thank you so much for the kind words. So oh. I guess we're sort of Instagram friends. You know, he made one comment, but <laughs> I, I can just That's tell great. we clicked. Um, but they awesome. have their own page. And it's so cool to see them, you know, posing outside the theater. And I believe the drummer is not down in the orchestra pit will is this is this correct it looked like he had a setup so he could play remotely from somewhere else in the theater i hope cool. I'm, I'm, i saw that correctly oh. i don't know if it's like that at every performance but you know maybe it was a bigger orchestra than usual but it it had that great big lush broadway sound that i personally just absolutely love it's my favorite well it, 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 it is, is great it is pretty amazing where the uh, where the orchestra is housed at the Pantages Theater. I know when I was uh, here with Wicked and I was uh, working stage manager for Stage Right, uh, at one point we have to uh, escort uh, Elphaba down underneath so that she can rise up from the floor and then and then fear or uh, the the wizard the uh, the wizard comes down after he uh, anyway. So, but it's just so cool to be under the. It is cramped. It is hot. It is dark, and they have it are looks there, crowded. They, they are there for three hours, you know. So it's just like oh. it's it's really crazy. So, but I mean, so that's why it's so interesting when you see shows where the uh, orchestra is actually part of the set and they're on stage mm-hmm. whether it was yeah. um, uh, was uh, come from away was that like that and um and, come from away and, once and, i mean yeah, the actors once. are playing yesterday the steve martin one waitress yep. oh yes exactly exactly and so it's just like I, I, I imagine that must be a nice change than being in your mm-hmm. blacks in the dark. but i mean yeah it's just it, but it was a really really amazing orchestra and 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 it was a different production from the original. There were a lot. There were some line differences. They like the, from the original because I know the original soundtrack backwards and forwards, and they've mm-hmm. di- they did a, a couple different little line changes that actually changed the meaning of the story and changed the meaning of of their intent. And it was really nice. It, I think a lot of them were really good choices that helped define 
more of where they were and what they were thinking. Can you do your favorite line? Will, you did this when we were there. It comes in the second act when Chris is talking to Ellen. Please don't doubt me, Ellen. <laughs> yes. I make a good Chris. Yeah. So, you know, and Maggie, I think my favorite thing about this show, you know, I was thinking about these big moments where almost the entire cast is on stage and then the small moments where it's it's one or two people that are singing a beautiful song and it just hits everything you want it to hit but watching Mm -hmm. it now as a mom myself I realize that wow at the heart of this is finding a way to have hope and hold on to a dream in the midst of the worst circumstances that you can imagine well yeah and it is really timely right now that like where we're dealing yes. with immigration and that's what i was thinking like, will and so it's, it's it's an important conversation that we can then have and to see what have we learned and what do we could we use a refresher course on as far as mm-hmm. compassion and um yeah and and the american dream and what that means to so many people around the world yeah. you know it's that, really well said, so right will. Yeah. And little Tan, the little boy. Oh, so yeah. cute. Oh, so sweet. Ooh, I don't know if you looked in the playbill, but, or if you go, oh, because there's no pictures in the playbill uh, which Mm-mm. of the cast, which I missed. So I went online I to did see. did too. I went online, and if you go on the National Tour website, most of the, the actors playing the little boy are little girls. Aww. There's one little boy, and I think there You're were three, three little girls. So cute. That played oh Tam. And 100% adorable. Uh-huh. So yes, cute. The absolutely. little one that was playing Tam when we saw it. Well, Maggie, before we wrap it up, let me ask you what is your favorite part of Miss Saigon? What did you love the most about mm, it? I like the singing and the story. Just the, you know, the message of the story, I think. Um, I just love the music because honestly, I had never heard it. I hate to admit it, huh. never saw it. But really, the music just struck me uh, and everything about it. Like we said, the costumes, the lighting, even the helicopter. I thought, OK, how are they going to make this look realistic? And it, it was pretty good. Cool. <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah. I thought. Well, I'm glad so, that you yeah, loved was, it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And it was fun to see you as always. Yeah, you too, Will. Absolutely. <laughs> so good to, and we'll see you at the next one. I'm not sure what's yes, coming yes. next, but, uh, you know, there, there's we'll always something you. good in L.A. I know. Well, I know. Maggie, Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us, and you have a wonderful afternoon. You're with your son right now at practice, right? Uh, yeah, I'm taking him to guitar lesson. Uh, maybe he can learn to play some of the Miss Saigon music for you. There you go. Maybe. He yeah. loved it. Uh, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you, sweetie. We will talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Maggie McKay. Bye. And if you want to go see Miss Saigon, although hopefully if you've listened this far, you have already seen it. So we haven't spoiled anything for you. It is on through August 11th at the Hollywood Pantages Theater. Hey, Lara. Hey, Will. You know how I always say that there's tons of stuff going on all over Los Angeles when you talk about musical theater? Yeah, I have total FOMO because I want to see everything. Well, here's the thing. I couldn't be luckier because just outside, like in my neighborhood, down the street in Toluca Lake at the Gary Marshall Theater is the Spitfire Grill playing right now. And we are going to be talking with one of the stars, Ashley Argata, right now. Right now. Here she is. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Ashley. How are you? I'm so good. How are you guys? We are wonderful. And it's such an honor to talk. You are such a dynamo and such a super talented actress. We're thrilled that you had some time to speak with us about this exciting new project. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Well, let's jump right into it and talk about the Spitfire Grill. So we were just mentioning that this is basically playing in Will's backyard uh, in Toluca Lake. And for someone who's who's not familiar with the story or hasn't heard about the play, can you give us like a little spoiler-free summary of the plot? 
Sure, I will try to do it spoiler-free. Um, <laughs> spoiler well, alert, just in case. The, yeah, just in case. Um, I mean, if you've seen the movie, it, it's based on the movie that came out, I believe, in 1996 with Marsha Gay Harden. Yes. Um, and it's about a woman named Percy who was in jail for five years, and she wants to start her life over in Gilead, Wisconsin. So she moves there, and she gets a job at the Spitfire Grill, and that's where my character, Shelby, meets her. And the Spitfire Girl's actually been for sale for years and years, and nobody's buying it. So Percy and Shelby come up with a plan to run a contest to raffle off the grill. All right. I love well that. Done. That's, that's, that's it. spoiler-free. We don't know if they're actually <laughs> going to raffle it off. Yeah. We don't know if there's romance. Like, we don't actually know what happens, but I'm intrigued. How about you, Will? Yeah. <laughs> it's very spoiler-free. I mean, and the other spoiler-free thing I can give you is that all the actors in our particular production play their own instruments. Except for me and Percy, everybody else plays their own instruments. We, that, we were just talking about how uh, what a wonderful element that is when the musicians can be on stage instead of, like, down in a pit in the dark. Oh, yeah. Our pianist, our MD, is actually up on a platform playing the piano. And then all of the other actors. Yes. Very nice. (laughs) Yeah. And it's such a great venue, too. I love that it's so intimate at that theater. I think it's a wonderful place to see a show. And, Ashley, just hearing you talk about the play, I feel like you love playing your character, Shelby. Like, what do you love about this character? I do. I mean, it's, first of all, the story is so incredible. It's such a story of hope and redemption and and the story of how everybody deserved a second chance, which I think is really beautiful, and I'm just honored to be a part of this. Um, but I also, I am, I feel like known more for doing comedy and, and doing really funny roles, so to be able to do a show where I can do something a little bit more dramatic for me is, is really exciting. I think that that's so great. What do you, like, I know that the show opened on uh, the 10th. Uh, yes. How are audiences receiving it, and how is the cast like gelling together? Because like you're you're a little ways into the run now, so like yeah. have you guys have you guys hit your stride? I I think so. I hope so. Um, <laughs> we um, from from audiences. I mean, they have thankfully been loving the show, and, and we've been really excited to to show it to them. We were in rehearsals for about a month, so you know, to finally be able to put it up and to hear all this amazing feedback from the audience has been pretty incredible. The cast is so amazing. Um, I I am always in awe of everyone who gets to play their own instruments in the show because on, on top of the, you know, the lines and blocking and everything else, they had to learn music on top of all of it. And it's not just music for you know, the songs that we sing, there are things in that there's interludes, there's, you know, top of the act, there's bows, there's the outmarch, there's so many things they had to learn. So watching them and getting to hear them every night, just nail it. It is the, it's the most incredible thing to watch. I love them. I'm so lucky to be working with them. Now you've done a lot of TV. You were on the Fosters mm-hmm. on ABC. Mm-hmm. How do you mm-hmm. like that versus the live theater? Because again, like hearing your voice, getting so excited <laughs> about that whole live experience. And sometimes with TV, you know, sometimes you have the live audience and sometimes you're sitting around right. for a, a long time. But what do you love about live theater versus TV? I mean, I grew up doing, I, the first thing I ever did was musical theater. So yeah. musical theater and just theater in general has always felt like home to me. Um, so I go back to it whenever I can. However, I love doing TV and film. When I did True Jackson, it was um, it was in front of a live studio audience. So right. it kind of felt like I was doing, you know, a live show every Friday. It felt like doing musical theater. <laughs> um, but for something like The Fosters, there is no audience and it's, 
you know, the camera is inches away from your face and it's very small and intimate and it's very different, which is also really cool to do. Um, but again, stage is my home. It was the first thing I ever did. I toured with the Lion King when I was 11 and that felt like home to me. I've always been most at home on a stage. So I try and go back to stage as much as I can. Now, what is that like touring at age 11, doing a, a big <laughs> tour? Like, are you having school every day at theater? Yeah, we had, uh, I believe it was like three hours of school a day. We had a studio teacher travel with us. There were four kids on the tour, um, two young Nala's and two young Simba's. So we basically got up, did school every day. Um, then each kid did four performances a week. And then if I wasn't performing that night, I would still be at the theater watching the show, making sure everything was good so I didn't have to go in during the first act. Um, but it was super exciting. I got to tour the West Coast for about a year and um, I was in San Francisco for a few months, and then we traveled to Seattle and Arizona, and we got to end the tour in Orange County, which, I mean, all of my friends and family live in Southern California, so awesome. it was really cool to, yeah, to be able to end the tour and have all of my friends and family see the show. Well, that's so great that you have friends and family here in Southern California, but I'm sure you also have tons and tons of fans from the Fosters and from True Jackson that do, the, are they waiting at the stage door to see you after each performance? They are. It's been so, and it's it's so funny. I never expect anybody to come to a show. Honestly, I I am always so honored when they do. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll finish up a show and run downstairs, or go, you know, go out the stage door. And there are people who say they're fans of the work I've done, and it's it's. I'm always so touched. I mean, they are they are the reason I do my job and the reason I have this incredible career, and I'm so so grateful to them. That's so wonderful. Well, we're excited for you guys to finish out this incredible run at the Gary Marshall Theater in Toluca Lake. The show is on through August 11th. And also to see what's coming next for you, because uh, we heard a little rumor from you that uh, (laughs) you got something coming up around the holidays. I do. I am returning to the Lisco family pantos, and I'm doing Yay. Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Oh, that's so, we are huge fans of the Lithgow family and the Lithgow family <sighs> panto, and we're so thrilled that you. I saw it in the trades. I saw them announce that you were participating as and starring uh, in uh, Tinkerbell. Uh, that's in, starring as Tinkerbell. That is incredible, and we uh, we wish you so much luck this holiday season. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. This will be my fourth panto, so oh I'm gosh. stoked. Wow. Which other ones did you do? I did Aladdin a few years ago. That was my very first one, and awesome. it was a life-changing experience. I worked with Bruce Blanche and Ben Vereen and all these incredible human beings. Um, and then I took a break for a little while and then did Peter Pan and Tinkerbell in San Diego. And then I did Beauty and the Beast last year, and I played Belle. And then they're bringing Peter Pan back, so they asked me to do it again. What I love about the Lithgow family panto is that there's something for everyone of every mm-hmm. age. Like, I mean, there's like I'm a huge Ben Vereen fan, and so yeah. like oh my god but then like just to, to be sitting in a, in a in the theater full of like little kids that are having the time of their lives and freaking out because they're fa- fa- like it's just incredible it's really really fun it's and i'm so glad that's you- a fun show mm-hmm. yeah it's it's um it's always i laugh I, I always say it's such a good show for my soul it's just such a family environment and to to get to do that show every holiday season is just such a joy. I love it so much. I'm so grateful to the Lisco. Yay. Well, promise you'll come back and talk about it when we get a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. Done and done. Yay. I will talk to you guys soon then. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ashley. I'm sure you probably have a show to get ready for. So thank you so much for spending some time with us today, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
Thank you again to Ashley Argata and Maggie McKay for joining us mm-hmm. on today's show. Now, if there is something playing that we need to know about, that we need to go see, that we need to cover, that we need to talk about, please reach out to us. You can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Lara Scott Media. And I'm Will Armstrong PR across all platforms. And if you're looking for us, you can find us just, just west, west of, of Broadway. Broadway. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.